Well, there's no Razorback football game this weekend, but we can still dive into the state of the Razorback football team and where they're at heading into the bye week. Also, does the NCAA tournament need to expand? Apparently, that's a thing that is going to be happening, but not all coaches are all for it. And we go around the SEC and try to look at some games that might be interesting this weekend. We'll do our best here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up for underdogfantasy.com with promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. I keep wanting to think it's Thursday. I think my days and travel and scheduling has been all off this week. Uh, but it is indeed a Friday, and we got the weekend to look forward to, which I know uh, we are all loving it. I'm loving it. I finally get a little weekend to not be traveling, not be doing anything, just to sit back, relax, and watch football. That's really what uh, my plans are going to be this weekend. But uh, you know, since there's no game, though, I know we talked a lot of basketball this week uh, with SEC Media Days, which was perfectly timed for Arkansas because I think uh, people are just as excited about basketball as they are football. But I, I wanted to use this podcast to kind of talk about the state of the Hogs right now and, and where they're at at this point in time in the season. Because, again, normally we do a preview or, or something like that, so let's just preview where they're at. Let's kind of take a breath as you're about – a little over the midway point of the season and look at where you are at, you know, how things are going, what's the vibe like, positives, negatives, going into the final uh, five-game stretch of the season, how you can finish out. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it right now and thinking about just how big that BYU win was. Uh, it's not going to be the game that, you know – is going to set you over the top to being a, a, a 10 win team or, you know, which is still, I guess, technically possible with a bowl victory, but you know, it's not going to be that game where you're going to look back upon the season. Hopefully when not look back upon this season and say that was your biggest win of the season or anything like that. But think about just how big that was being able to go in to a hostile environment in a different time zone out West in the middle of the season where you had some bad, bad injuries and losing three straight games against three SEC opponents, you were about as low as you could be. Like You, you were feeling down on everything. You weren't sure whether or not this was going to work out for you or not, but you needed it. And Arkansas went into BYU and they won the game. And they won it by, I believe, 17 points ended up being uh, the, the final margin. And honestly... You know, there were some things that you didn't play well. There's still some passing defense, uh, passing defense issues and, and everything. But it was a it was a nice win. It was a nice win to get on the road, finally, to stop the bleeding and to get into the bye week. To me, that was the biggest thing you could ever happen at this point because, uh, as Sam Payman kind of joked about earlier this week, like, could you have imagined if Arkansas was had lost that game to BYU and, and had lost four straight games and was sitting at three and four heading into the bye week? All of us would be just saying, this is a this is a disaster. This is bad. They may not win another game or two. They may not even make a bowl game. I mean, that's how the mentality would have been for, for most people, and rightfully so. But you didn't. You won that game. 
And, and so you're kind of in this, and at least this is how I see it. This is just my opinion. You're kind of in this like little gray area to where you're excited about the end of the season. You see potential there. You see potential to have a great finish. You see potential to possibly win another eight or nine games. Like all that stuff is there, but your confidence level is still not there just yet. Because as we've seen, you know, Arkansas's best win this year is Cincinnati, which was a good win. Don't get me wrong. But smoking South Carolina isn't, you know, that's that's not something you can hold your hat on. Or Missouri State, or even in the case of BYU, like it's not a win that you're just like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's one of the best wins of the SEC this year, I, or, you know, of a team from the SEC this year. It's like, no, it's not that way. It's like you need more, and you'll have potential to get more. But it's like you're thinking that if you can bring in the injured players that have been injured for a while now, the secondary players, bring those guys in, put them in positions to where they're they're being successful, a little bit more successful. You you kind of get rejuvenated, re-energized. You get uh, bumper pull. Like I know he's been dealing with injury, but you get him uh, healthy because you know I mean his hip has been bad, but you get him healthy. You get your secondary healthy. Um, you know all the the bumps and bruises that the guys on offense have. Like you get them right. This is still a good football team. I still believe it. And so you're hopeful that once you get rested and energized and healthy, that the rest of the schedule is going to be when you play your best football. And again, that's what you're hoping for because you have very winnable games in front of you. But there's no doubt that they have to have a strong finish to this season. Arkansas sitting at four and three. If they only win two more games and they go six and six, I'm sorry, but that's a disappointing year. It is. And if you go to a bowl game, even if you go seven and six with that win, it's a disappointing season. If you go seven and five to finish the season, it'll be kind of, eh. Like, it'll be that season where it's like, yeah, we went seven and five, had some decent moments, you know, finished with three out of the last five wins, which would mean that you've won, you won at least two SEC games. You're like, okay, you know, it wasn't wasn't the best, but it's not a disaster. It's not a disappointment. It's just kind of like, eh. But if you finish eight and four, I believe, especially with the way you started, people are going to be happy. Like, obviously, you wish that it could have been better, but going to be happy. You're going to go eight and four, four and four in SEC again. You have the repeat season that you had last year with, uh, honestly, a uh, much more difficult non-conference schedule. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you still had some really tough games in front of you. And you're going to go eight and four. And I think most people will be like, all right, you'll probably end up in Nashville, which I think would be fine. Uh, potential to get not to nine and four again, which it's not like that's the gold standard, but it's still a really good year. But if you found a way to win out, which again, that's a lot, that's asking a ton. And I'm not going to predict that they went out because I mean, that's just, it, it would be awesome, but that's just a lot to ask. If you found a way to win out though, and go nine and three, I mean, that that's about as successful of a season as you could have asked this year. Now, I said 10 and 2, and it wasn't that. And I made this very, very point when I was talking about predictions for this season. I did not think that um, 10 and 2, anything less, was a disappointment. Like, I, I didn't have that. But if you finish 9 and 3, finished out the season with good quality wins against Auburn on the road, Ole Miss at home, which would be huge, LSU at home, which would be huge. You know, you won those games, those quality wins. 
That would get you at a point to where you finish five and three. You finish with a winning record in the SEC for the first time since 2015. And you go one game more, one win more than what you had last year. I mean, and you have a chance with the bowl game to get to 10 wins. It, it would be a, a massive success. Absolutely. But again, I know that's asking a lot. But when, you, when you're looking at just, but I think they can though. That's what I'm trying. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is I think they can. I think Arkansas can actually put it together to where if they get everybody healthy and they get re-energized and, and all of that, they can finish out the season by winning every game. They can do that. I mean, last year, I think they would have done it, but the only game that they lost was to Alabama on the road by a touchdown. Well, they don't have an Alabama left on their schedule this year. I mean, their toughest game is Ole Miss, and I still think they're very beatable. In the next couple of weeks, you'll see, because Ole Miss has got some tough games in front of them too. But you're capable of winning the final five games of the year. And it's just a matter of, are you going to be playing your best football at that point? Is this bye week going to be as needed and as beneficial as it was last year? I think it can be. And if you go nine and three, then everybody's celebrating, they're popping bottles, and they can't wait to go to the bowl game, which in that case, I mean, I don't know what bowl game you probably end up in. Maybe maybe the Citrus Bowl, you know, something like that in Orlando, which honestly, I'd rather go to the Outback Bowl. But still, um, you'd end up to being in a great bowl game, have a potential for 10 wins. So I, 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 I like where they're at. There's potential there, as we go back to. There's potential there for them. But is there the confidence there? Is the confidence there for them? I think a little bit, but still skeptical. I feel good about it, but I still have my concerns. But right now, you have a great opportunity in front of you to finish the season strong. If Arkansas finishes the season strong, then we can all have some celebrations, all feel good about it, and continue to build on the future of Sam Pittman and the Razorback football program. Folks, this episode is brought to you by the Underdog Fantasy app. It's the easiest place to spice up college football this season, as well as the NFL. And, you know, the thing is, is when it comes to these apps, it's always extremely easy for me to maneuver through it. Like, that, that's the one thing that I want to make sure I have with all of my apps. I never want to deal with something that's hard to navigate through, hard to understand. And that's the best thing to me about Underdog Fantasy. And with the NFL this weekend, since, again, I'm going to be chilling at home uh, watching all these games, uh, there's so many cool little different things that you can do higher and lower on each individual players. If you're a Cowboy fan, for instance, the Dallas Cowboys are going up against Detroit, and Dak Prescott's going to be starting. So, okay, well, let's look at Dak Prescott. Is he going to have higher or lower than 35 pass attempts? You can choose that. What about 259 and a half passing yards? You can go higher or lower on that. What about total touchdowns? He has he has two he's listed at. Are you going to go higher or lower on that? Rushing yards, eight and a half yards, higher or lower. And you can do this with various players, with various teams on various leagues. And that's what makes the app so much easier to deal with is that it's fun. It's something that's easy to understand and you can win big. So sign up today with the promo code locked on all one word locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100 free. It's as simple as that. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store slash Google Play store. All right. Underdog fantasy. Promo code locked on, all one word, $100 in, you get $100 added. College, fic, college pick them, get into the action today with Underdog Fantasy. You are locked on Razorbacks. 
your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, something that I feel pretty passionately about, and uh, it, it seems to be happening. Like it's it's going to be happening here uh, soon. This is something that the coaches got asked about at SEC Media Days uh, about the NCAA tournament expansion and how it might be moving to something like 96 teams or 94 teams, whatever it is. You know, I'll say this, like, I am someone who is in favor of the college football playoff expansion. I am. I've been trying to say that it's not good enough with four because, I mean, you were looking at a situation, folks, this year where you could have like four one-loss SEC teams in college football at the end of the year. And then what about, and then you have a, a Michigan and Ohio State where one of those teams could have one loss and the other one undefeated. And then Clemson could be undefeated. TCU could be on. Like, you're looking at scenarios to where those things could happen. And suddenly, someone or multiple teams are going to get left out that may actually deserve to get in. That's why the college football playoff needs to be expanded because you have teams that have legitimate claims to being the best team in the country that should get a shot at playing for a national championship. That's needed. What's not needed is the NCAA tournament to be expanded. Now, let me say this first. I understand that this, this is all about money. That's what it comes down to. It's the only thing that matters, money. And the only reason they're looking to expand it is money. I understand that. I do. I get it. It's the way it is. Nothing's changing. That's just how it's going to be. But the thing that makes me mad, though, in this with the expansion is I was actually talking to uh, Bobby Regan of Barstool Sports about this yesterday. I love where the NCAA tournament is at right now. It's perfect. It, the, well, I'll take that back. You know what? I wish it was still 64 teams instead of 68 with those four extra teams. I think that's dumb. But 64 is perfect. 32 automatic bids because there's 32 conferences get in and 32 at largest. It's perfect. Now, do they always get the seating right? Do they always get the matchups right? No, but the format of itself, it's perfect. And I, I just don't understand why they want to expand something like this where no one, no one is sitting here clamoring saying we want the, the NCAA tournament is unsatisfying. We want more. No one should be saying, and if they are saying that, then those are just dumb people. Like, it, there's no reason to have that many teams. Like, you get one shot at it. That's why it's March Madness. You get one game, one shot at it, and nine times out of ten, the teams that end up winning a national championship were teams that had a really good year that were one of the top three, four seeds in the country, and made their way through, got hot at the right time, and won a national championship. Like, on almost every occasion, that is what you see. And nobody has ever thought about, you know, the 64th team or whatever getting in. But it's like I see that there are certain places like Texas A&M, I know they're probably in favor of this because last year they felt they got screwed when they didn't get uh, allowed to get into the NCAA tournament. And my response to that is, well, don't lose to Vanderbilt. Don't suck. Win more games and you get in. But people, I, I don't want, I hate, I, the fact that the tournament, the NCAA tournament is going to be turning into where your teams like Texas A&M who want to whine and cry about not getting in, those are the teams they're going to be letting in. No, you don't even have a chance in a national championship. You didn't even win the NIT. You should have done better in your regular season. Like there has to be a threshold to where you have just enough, but not too many. 
And I think the NCAA tournament is perfectly fine in that. It lasts a perfect period of time. You have locations that are really cool. Like all of these things to me makes it just perfect the way it is. And so I was really disappointed to hear about the amount of coaches that want to get in the NCAA or want to expand it. And what I noticed is I'm like, okay, I feel like I feel like that's almost a loser's mentality because you know what coaches get fired upon or what they uh, what they get based on their firing or hiring or keeping their job or whatever is how many, okay, well, what, what have you done in postseason? What have you done in the NCAA tournament? So now if you expand it, it's going to water that down completely where guys, coaches that go 16 and 13 every year are sneaking into the NCAA tournament. They're like, oh, well, you know, that's enough. That's good. That's good. That's fine. No, that's dumb. That's terrible. Who wants that? Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to see, you know, uh, like Mike White at Georgia go 17 and 12 and get in at an at-large bid. And in the SEC, go 7-11. and 11. I don't want to see that. Who wants that? How does that make anything better? It doesn't. Well, what it does is it brings in more money. And that's the bottom line. That's what we're just going to have to get used to. But anyways, I just, I hate that there's coaches. I was disappointed in that. I, I can understand if coaches don't want to comment on it or they don't care. I can understand coaches like Musk. Musk was like, I think it's perfectly fine the way it is. And I could not agree more. Like Musk talks about it and how it's such a big privilege and like it's a big deal when you make the NCAA tournament it is but for coaches to come out and say oh I'm all for it. I think it was coach Gates over in Missouri or whatever he said like he wants like a hundred he wants to double like 136 teams or something like that and I'm like are you out of your mind what's wrong with you like to me that shows that you have no you think you have no chance of getting into the NCAA tournament consistently when it's a field of 68 so you're wanting to expand it because you're that's the only way we're going to have a puncher's chance that's a loser mentality. I hate it. And I was really disappointed to see the amount of coaches that were in favor of expanding. But again, I, it's where it's going. It's going to expand and it has nothing to do with coaches or quality. It has to do with money. And at the end of the day, that's what the decision is going to be. So I'm just going to have to live with it just like we all will. But I still think it's really dumb and I really hope they don't expand it. But it seems like it's inevitable at this point in time. We'll go around the SEC coming up next here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, let's see, SEC, right? This week sucks for SEC games. I'm just going to be honest about it. It's kind of disappointing. It's like, I was hoping that when Arkansas had a bye week, it would have like the, like Arkansas's bye week should have been last week. Last week had incredible SEC games, incredible college football games in general. But Arkansas played right smack in the middle of the day, so we didn't get a chance to watch all of them. Which, again, I, I can't complain. It's just the way it is. But this week, I was like, all right, bye week. Let's see what we got. Tennessee UT Martin. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Well, uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri. Great. What about, what about one of the night games? I got, oh, A&M in South Carolina. Awesome. Now, Ole Miss and LSU on CBS. Well, maybe it's in Baton Rouge. It's in Tiger Stadium. Maybe that won't be too bad. LSU's actually favored in this game by two. So maybe uh, maybe that'll be a game worth watching. And then you have Mississippi State and Alabama. This game's in Alabama. Mississippi State, prayers. You're dead. You're, you're done for. Alabama coming off a loss. They're going to destroy you. Bama's favored by 21. It may not be enough. You're going to get smoked. So it's kind of like, ugh, that's not very great. 
But in college football, if you go to those games, you know what we got here. Syracuse and Clemson at 11 a.m. All right. I mean, Syracuse is undefeated and Clemson is undefeated too, but I mean, it's not exactly just tickling my fancy. I uh, got some Pac-12 action though on Fox at 2.30. Might be actually interesting. UCLA, you know, UCLA going up against Oregon. Uh, UCLA is undefeated and Oregon's only got one loss on the year. So that's to Georgia. So that'll be a good one. It's a top 10 matchup. It might be interesting. Texas and Oklahoma State. It's a good game too. That game's being played in Stillwater. Texas is number 20 in the country, five and two on the year. Oklahoma's number 11. So uh, that'll be a good game. Let's see what else. Kansas State and TCU. Both top 20 teams. TCU's undefeated. They're number eight, six and oh. Kansas State's five and one on the year, too. Hmm. All right. That's about it. Like, there's not much going on uh, in uh, college football this weekend, sadly. Any major, crazy, big games, which again is kind of just a disappointment. And maybe Minnesota and Penn State could be interesting. I doubt it. Cincinnati and SMU, eh. Iowa, Ohio State, can't wait to see the score of that one. Like, like oh, Iowa may lose and get shut out, just to be honest. So, anyways, enough of that noise, enough of that nonsense. Still going to be a great weekend of football. Arkansas can't win, they can't lose, but they can get better. That is for sure, and we'll know about it more next week. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. You can also get that from me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers. For any questions, comments, concerns you may have, We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you then.